What's up, church planters and church planting enthusiasts? My name is Jared Huntley, and I'm with my good friend and fellow planter in arms, Matt Hess. What's up, Matt? How you doing, man? What's going on, brother? Oh, not much. You guys are listening to In the Trenches, a podcast by everyday church planters for the everyday church planter. Whether you're a lead church planter, you're on a planting team, or you're just a fan of church planting, then this podcast is for those of you who want to get in the trenches and advance the kingdom of God. Now, Matt, uh, today we're going to be talking about uh, healthy relationships between supporting churches or sending churches and church plants. So I've got to ask, man, do you, what's, what's one of the, the worst horror stories you've ever heard <laughs> of like a missions team that came up uh, oh, for a church plant? Have you ever man. heard any crazy ones that you're allowed to tell without implicating anybody on this podcast? <laughs> I'm trying to think, man. So uh golly there's a there's several uh thank you for your filter question uh (laughs) there's several that 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 come to mind uh several i can't say on this podcast but i think the i think the one that sticks out to me is uh one time we had a team up from the south and it was during uh during election season up here right and they come up and and uh, of course the canadian election the canadian election right and uh so uh there's a party here called the Liberal Party, of course, and uh, the, the these there's uh, liberals in Canada. What? <laughs> there's liberals everywhere, man. Anyways, we love we love liberals. we love liberals. We love everybody. And conservatives. Yes, absolutely. And uh, so we're so th- these 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 people come up, these sweet people from the south, and it's election season here, and we're going door to door, like we talked about last podcast, sure, knocking yeah. on doors, sharing yeah. the gospel, right, and. Uh, this this lady comes upon this uh, sign. It says this particular candidate, and it says with the Liberal Party. And she takes a picture of the sign, and she posts it on Facebook. And she says, "Pray for the liberals in Canada." There's actually a Liberal Party here, <laughs> so oh I'm like, gosh. and so it gets better. It gets actually it gets worse, much worse. Okay. And so then they're they're down on the the beach, the waterfront. We're sharing the gospel. Comes across an uh, individual who is an atheist walking his dog. Mm-hmm. And as we begin to engage this person with the gospel, um, this this other person takes a picture of us sharing the gospel and then posts it on Facebook. Now, and said, pray for so-and-so by name. This person's an atheist <laughs> by name. Did they tag him? They tagged me. No. Oh, okay, okay. Tagged Erica Zagged our church. Oh my gosh! And um, and so we immediately said, "You have to take that down." Yeah. And uh, and so what that did though was a great lesson. Talking about bringing it back full circle today. Listen, this this lady is a sweet, sweet lady. She didn't mean anything by it. She she just didn't know it, it wasn't contextually appropriate to do things like that. Hold on, I need to. This is just a great time to interject this new soundbite that I want to play with. Do it. I'm a little concerned right now. <laughs> About your salvation and stuff. <laughs> I'm having a lot of fun with this Nacho Libre soundboard. Yeah, bro, so I love I'm, him. I'm, I'm looking for opportunities at all times to uh, try to put it in there. People, our listeners, our 13 listeners right now. But our, our, our li- hey, man, we've got more than that. Come dude, on. we're crushing it. Guys, don't, doing don't it. We we had uh, I had several people say like I love. Would you like? A, I love the podcast. I said, Would you like about the Nacho Libre clips are great. Really, somebody said that. Yeah, somebody told me that, and I was like, awesome, man. But you know, but but to back to our story, like this this lady is sweet, man. She didn't mean anything by it. And you know what we did? We just asked her. We said, hey, can you take it down? Uh, obviously, that's not 
we can't have that up. And she was like, absolutely. I, I'm so sorry. She apologized. And you've been through many of our mission team orientations. And now that's why we say what you post on social media matters. Yep. You know, don't, don't tag us. If it's anything crazy, don't post it. If any, if it's anything crazy. Mm -hmm. And we always throw that caveat in there and we say, the reason why we're saying this is for a reason. Yep. And, and so it's good, man. Yeah. That's probably one of my crazy stories. You got one? Man, honestly, we've been pretty blessed. Like we've, yeah. uh, you know, we've got some great partners, you know, with the Fellowships Network and with our churches. And, yeah. Um, you know, for the most part, we've always just had incredible teams. I've heard, you know, other stories from, you know, other guys. And most of the time what I hear is something along the lines of, you know, some youth pastor from, you know, and shout out youth pastors. Yes. You're <laughs> always making our jobs hard. <laughs> hey, so, we both used to be youth pastors. Oh yeah, that's true. But when I was a youth pastor, there I had no business going up and telling a church planner how to run his church, and that's, kind yeah. of how, that's what I hear a lot. You know, oh, yeah. well, actually, I think you should do this and this and this. And yeah. Like, oh, thanks for that. Yeah. For you should this. have more pizza parties. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> that's so generic, right? Like every youth pastor yeah. says that, right? No, you, you, I, I gotta, I gotta tell you one more, man. Okay. I gotta tell you okay. one more. So we we were going out, and um, again, not going to share in the gospel, inviting people. Um, to church and, and this, 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 uh, particular, they weren't a like full on partner with us. They were up here, you know, just doing a mission trip right. with us, which oftentimes leads to partnership. We'll, we'll sure. get into that. Yeah. But, and, uh, so we're knocking doors, inviting people and stuff like that to tell them about Jesus. And this particular individual says to me, um, yeah, we do that too, but we don't really see a lot of success with it. And I said, oh, that's, that's too bad. I was like, mm -hmm. hey, tell me what you do. Well, just a perfect example is last week, you know, I, we went out and Sunday after church, knocked on doors, shared the gospel. And uh, this guy asked me, what do I do with that? And the guy says, I told him, you need to pray about it. I said, mm, I think that's when you're supposed to lead him to Jesus. Yeah. <laughs> so, so, you yeah. know, it, really a hyper Calvinistic type mentality. Okay, the more yeah. we got to talking with this guy yeah, and, and his yeah. church and stuff and sweet people again, mm -hmm. you know, I, I think that's my Oklahoman in me. I always got to say that they're sweet people sure. after, after I say something, they're you sweet people. Lot, I do. Right. I know. But, but anyways, it's just, it's just this idea of teaching them, you know, in some ways, like this is what our context looks like. Yeah. Yeah. Well, let's go ahead and get into the topic then, and because uh, there's a lot we could talk about uh, when it comes to the relationship between supporting churches and church plants. And what I want to kind of do is, you know, this this relationship goes two ways, right? So yeah. it's reciprocal. So there are uh, things that church planters can do to cultivate good relationships uh, with their supporting churches, and there's also some good characteristics of yeah. a supporting church. I mean, I think we've seen. Uh, both. And, you know, like I said, again, we've got so many great examples. Uh, uh, many of our partners and sending churches oh, uh, have just, uh, I've learned a lot from them Absolutely. on what it looks like to be, uh, to support a church planter yeah. and uh, a church plant. So what would you say are some you know, characteristics of a great sending or supporting church? Wow. Uh, I would say this, like you already said it, but I would just reiterate, um, uh, partnership by definition is something that's mutually beneficial right right and so like when uh, church planners are the worst sometimes we're like little kids we're just like gimme 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 you know, like we have our hands out i need money i need resources i need prayer i yeah, need this for sure right but what we've learned the power of genuine partnership mm -hmm. so there's some things that we've learned in this context that we can really help others yep. to in their context and vice versa right so there are so many incredible things i would say about 
what makes a good uh, partnership. I, I would say a couple of things. First of all, I would say from the beginning, making sure that you know uh, clear expectations. Yeah. Like you communicate, you communicate clear expectations. Yeah. So what does it look like when somebody comes on mission with you? Mm -hmm. You know, um, it can be as simple as making sure if they're coming from the states, uh, making sure they have clear uh, instructions at the border. Like we've experienced some of that craziness, sure. yep. right? Making sure they understand what that looks like. Yep. I got to experience the beautiful city of Buffalo for six days while I was <laughs> yeah. stuck at the border. Yeah. That was awesome. Yeah. Jared still gets PTSD when he gets across the border. He gets close to the border. Yeah. Why couldn't I have gotten stuck in like San Diego for six days? <laughs> no, kidding, man. no, no, no offense, Buffalo. Sorry, Buffalo. We love you. Shout out to all our Buffalo church parents. We got some good friends in Buffalo, man. Do we? Yeah, they're good. Are they listening to this podcast? Probably not. Or they're not very good friends then. <laughs> it's true. <laughs> so I would say like how often you report, you know, funding obligations, some of those kinds of things, making sure the expectations are clear, right? Right. So we both probably sat in with a meeting with a partner and and somebody just kind of throws out a number or something. Like, you know, I, I think we could do a couple thousand dollars a month. And then you get to the end of it at the at that relationship you know, kind of, it gets to the, the time where you kind of make that commitment and it's like $300 a month. Yeah. Oh, there's a big difference. Sure. Right. And so communicating expectations is really important. What it looks like, um, when they're serving with you, what it looks like when they're, uh, giving provision, all that kind of stuff. Clear expectations yeah. are important. Yeah. I don't think you can just assume that, uh, each other know, you know what each other means by partnership, right? Uh, there's, Absolutely. You know, there's definitely gotta be clear expectations. Um, yeah. Yes, I think, uh, you know, a couple of things. I mean, we always talk about, you know, pray, give, and go, right? Those For are the sure. three ways that, uh, you know, churches can partner with us. Um, and, you know, I think that all three, uh, if you really want a good partnership and you really want to be there to support a planter, I think you need to do that. And and. I'd say not just praying for the work, but praying for the planter and his yeah. family and then letting him know yeah. that you're praying for him. I, I know that that has been a huge encouragement uh, to me oftentimes when I've needed it most, when I have partners that just let me know, hey, we're praying for you. When they ask about my family, yeah. when they ask about my personal health, about how I'm doing, uh, I know that that's uh, been incredibly encouraging to me. It's everything, man. Like it, it, you know, We talked a, bit, a little bit in the first podcast just how difficult church planning is. And that's going to be a theme that we talk about all the time because, you know, we're on the front lines, right? Yeah. Taking taking territory for the kingdom and the enemy hates that. And so when we talk about, you know, praying, we talk about going, we talk about giving, uh, like a holistic partnership involves all three of those things. Sure. But it really does begin with prayer. Yep. And it really does begin with covering the planter and his family and prayer. I mean, you talk about what makes a good sending church, like our sending church, Carville First Baptist, there's very rarely a week or two that doesn't go by where I don't hear something mm -hmm. from somebody. Yeah. Usually my mentor, you know, Chuck Herring, but the missions pastor there, Chris Clark, uh, actually just got a text yesterday from their, um, their youth pastor, Jason Holmes is going to come up and be on mission with us this summer at the yeah. fellowships. Awesome. So just always reaching out, always showing care, always showing love. Yeah. That's awesome. Yeah. And I think, you know, one of the other things too, I've noticed is that some of my favorite partnerships are when, the sending church and, and their people that build relationships with our people, right? So they're Absolutely. not just building a relationship with me, Absolutely. the planter, uh, but with our entire church, right? Because yeah. I'm just one part of this body. And That's so, right. you know, we have a, a core team, uh, you know, we had a core team from the beginning and now our church has grown and 
what I love seeing is I love seeing our people, like some yeah. of my congregants interacting with their people yeah. online. And I hear about them talking and praying for one another. Yeah. Uh, and, you know, they start to build these relationships. And obviously that doesn't happen unless you're sending teams on a regular basis. Yeah. I think that's another huge part of partnership. Uh, it's really hard to partner and really have a good relationship if you're not sending missions teams up mm-hmm. on a regular basis. Yeah. Uh, and then, um, you know, I know Greystone Church is uh, just an incredible partner of ours. They're out in Durham, North Carolina. And, yeah. and one of the things that uh, they bring me and my wife uh, every January, they bring me down. Yeah. Uh, and we stay there for several days and uh, I'll preach on the Sunday and yeah. I get a chance to spend some time and worshiping with them. Yeah. Uh, and I, I think that's really helped cultivate an incredible relationship there. Yeah, absolutely. When, when again, partnerships mutually beneficial. So when you're on their mission field and when they're on your mission field, it, it's something that they can understand your context. You understand their context, and it's just it's just beneficial for both parties in, in, involved. So it's yeah. just good stuff. Yeah. So Matt, when a sending or supporting church is sending a missions team up. Uh, to uh, the the church planter, what would you say are some good things for them to keep in mind? What, uh, in your experience, makes a great uh, missions team? Man, flexibility. Okay. Flexibility. Okay. If a mission team comes in with the preconceived notion of this is what it's going to look like, this is exactly what I'm going to be doing. Now, don't misunderstand me. If you're a church planter out there listening, this is not a permission slip for you to to be reckless and just say hey just show up we're gonna do something like that stuff drives me nuts yeah. and then uh we're the worst at this as church planners then we complain like man i don't know why i'm losing all these partners mm-hmm. you know because you're, you're driving them crazy yeah. you're not giving them any vision you're not giving them any structure when they come up to serve with you yeah. so we do all of that our, we have a, a a network liaison scott Ridenauer, and, and he's just come on, on on our team about a year ago and helps all of our churches connect mission teams better and yeah. serve better but the, the, the key things I would say is flexibility, right? Have an open mind and an open spirit to what um, God wants to use you mm-hmm. to do. Mm-hmm. If you come in saying like, this is what it's going to look like, even after looking at that schedule, right? If they come in and say like, this is exactly what we have to be doing or we will not be happy, yeah. right? I mean, we've had incredible mission teams. We've been super blessed and it's been far and few between where we've had teams. But those one or two times it's happened, it makes for a really long week. Yeah. And it's just like there's no pleasing, right? Those mission teams that yeah. just feel like I have to do this. And if I don't do this, I'm not going to walk away feeling like I was on mission. Yeah. And so in the beginning, man, not to just kind of keep uh, elaborating here, but in the beginning, we felt like this tension, Eric and I, and we felt like this tension where we had to keep mission teams busy. Yeah. But now what we've done is when we structure out mission teams, we say, what mission do we really need to have Mm -hmm. accomplished? Mm -hmm. And the success of that week is not if they were busy every single minute of the day, because we want them to go have fun too. We want them to fall in love with Toronto. We want them to fall in love with this community. Um, the, the, The win for us is if they have accomplished that sports camp alongside of our people, not doing it for our people, but alongside of our people. If we had a goal to knock on 300 doors, did we hit hit that goal? And if we didn't hit that goal, do we have good fruit from the from the 100 that we knocked on? That kind of stuff. Does that make sense? Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, I know that. Uh, you know, I, I always consistently hear from every one of our partners when they send teams up, "Hey, we're here to serve. You know, just tell us what you need absolutely. to do." And I think that's that's a, an incredible posture, and yep. it really 
uh, you know, puts us, I think, as planters at ease and lets us know, okay, like, you know, we're going to be able to be flexible with this team because yeah. we know that, you know, they're willing to do whatever it takes. And uh, you do have to remember, you know, it, it's unfortunate, I think, that sometimes we, we have to say this, but we have to say it sometimes because uh, it is a reality that, you know, when you go on a mission trip, you know, when I, whenever I go on, a, uh, whenever I've gone on a trip, you know, like I have to remember, it's not about me. When yeah, I go. that's like, right. It's about the people that you're going to serve. And sometimes uh, you got to be careful. It, there, it's, there is a benefit to your people. Yeah. Like your people will benefit incredibly when you send them on a mission trip to go and support a church plant. They're going to grow. Yeah. They're going to get stretched. They're going to put get outside of their comfort zone. Uh, and it's going to be extremely beneficial to them. But that's not the primary reason you're going. Right. The primary reason you're going is to serve. Yeah. And I yeah. think that actually, if you have that mindset, that is when you will get the most benefit out of it. Yeah, man. I was thinking about a story. A, a guy came up in, um, a couple years ago, actually. And, and of course, we're all in gyms, you know, or community centers, or whatever. I'm in a library. You're in a library. Wow. Awesome, man. You guys read and stuff? Uh, we read the Bible. Do you read good? Do you read the Bible good? Yeah, we're in the center for kids who can't read good. <laughs> it's funny. Uh, but, you know, we're, we're setting up, right, every week. We're setting up chairs. We're doing this and that. And this guy came up, and, you know, he he went back, and he, he shot me in a text and said, man, I'm sitting in this incredible sanctuary that God's blessed my church with, and I'm just thinking of you guys. Hmm. Last Sunday, I was setting up those chairs with you. And I just want to thank you for what you guys are doing and thank you for getting the privilege to serve. And that was just an incredible posture, what you're talking about. He came to serve, but then he received that benefit, right? That yeah. blessing of understanding kind of Absolutely. our world and his. Absolutely. Well, let's let's kind of flip over to the other side of the coin real quick. And let's talk uh, uh, about it from the planter's perspective. What are some ways that church planters, because this is, you know, it's not just on the sending church or the supporting church right. to maintain this relationship. Uh, what are some ways that church planters can cultivate and maintain good relationships with their supporting churches? I would say the number one thing I've learned is you've got to communicate with people. Mm -hmm. We've got to communicate. Um, you, you know, we, we, we talk about sending out like a, you know, a newsletter and all that kind of stuff. And those things are good. But just texting a person, one, one of the biggest things is you have to identify the key holder. Not, I'm not not I'm not not, uh, not talking necessarily about like the lead pastor, especially in a bigger church. If you have bigger partners or whatever, you're probably not going to get that guy. Mm -hmm. But if it's the mission pastor, if it's an associate pastor, whoever it might be, if it's the youth pastor, if it's a if it's a lay leader, identify that person that is going to connect you with that. If it's a committee driven type church, which a lot of Southern Baptist churches are, we partner with, right, yeah, yeah. and other churches, who's going to connect with that missions committee? Who's going to talk to those people? So they don't think you're just out here kind of doing your own thing with their resources, yeah. right? So you actually communicate with them. That's super important. And then work on your communication strategy. Mm -hmm. Utilize social media. Utilize email. Utilize technology. All those kinds of things. Anybody can do that stuff these days, basically. Yeah. I, um, I was reading an article, actually, that uh, the Send Network uh, put out a couple days ago, and there was a quote in there. Shout out, uh, Send. Uh, yes, shout out. Uh, it, it was talking about this subject, and it said, "If you're not on their calendar, you're not in their life." Mm. And I thought that was a, a great quote. And so, you know, really thinking through your relationships with your supporting churches, are you on their calendar? Because yeah. you know, it, there is some truth to the out of sight, out of mind thing. Yeah. You know, and I know that, like, when we first came to the field, there was a lot of communication, right? Yes. Uh, between you know uh, our partners, and but attrition happens. You're going to have givers that are going to drop Absolutely. off. Absolutely. You're going to have 
especially individuals. That's why it's so important to build relationships with churches because churches yeah. are more likely to stay with you for the yeah. long haul. A little bit more, um, a little bit more long haul, a little yeah, more dependable. Exactly. But even still, the longer that you're gone, you know, you've got to be proactive as a planter and reaching out uh, to those uh, supporting churches yeah. and making sure that you know, uh, that they're thinking about you, you know, yeah. uh, and you're, you know, coming up with some sort of schedule, uh, where, yes. you know, maybe depending on the relationship, you decide, you know what, I need to have a phone call with this missions pastor at, you know, main street Baptist church once a quarter yeah. or something like that, putting it in your calendar and then making sure that it happens yeah. uh, on a regular basis. And what we've learned is it doesn't take much, right? It doesn't take much. You can have like a, a various, you can have a kind of an array of ways you communicate an email, a text, but you don't want to drive people nuts, right? You right. don't want to, you want them hearing from you every week or whatever, but having a good communication is really key. I'll just say this, you know, um, we lost a partner this past week mm-hmm. and you know, it was, uh, nothing bad. They yeah. just feel like they're shifting their resources to they're, they're doing like a satellite campus and right. they want to shift their resources to that. And I completely understand that they, that's their freedom to do. And, you know, I was thinking through, was there ways that we could have communicated better? Was there ways that we could have been in touch? And, you know, I, I honestly don't think really there was. We, they, this particular partner even asked for like videos and different things. And we, we did all that. Yeah. And so, and some partners you want to, you know, some partners need a little bit more than others. And that's, that's part of being in partnership. Right. Yeah. And, but so the point is you're going to lose some partners just over time. It's going to mm-hmm. happen. That's why. We'll do a podcast. I'm sure many, you got to keep on fundraising. Yep. Right? Yeah. Especially oh, yeah. if you're going to multiply. Oh, yeah. We're definitely going to be doing a podcast on fundraising because I feel like I, I get, I, I've heard so many questions about that. I get questions from guys a lot on that about, you know, they just don't even know where to start. And yeah. So, uh, it's another podcast for another day, but we're definitely going to have to hit that for topic sure. for sure. Yeah. I think, um, and another way that planners can maintain those relationships is just being consistent in your updates. Uh, and not doing crappy updates. Yeah. Like, I've seen some bad <laughs> newsletters, man. Like, I've seen some really bad newsletters. Are like, you saying I should stop using Microsoft Microsoft Office 97? Yeah, you probably okay, should. That's what you're still using. Like clip art? Yeah, yeah, probably shouldn't be clip art <laughs> for your images. But, you know, like, I've seen just bad ones that are poorly designed. I've seen boring ones. Yeah. Uh, you know. A lot um, of text. A lot of text, right? So, you know, if you send out a, a newsletter update and it's just got a ton of text and there's no images, I, I'll i be honest, like if you send that to me, there's a good chance I'm not going to read it unless I really love you. Bro, do you even know Jesus? Yeah, I know. Golly, man. Are you concerned about my salvation I'm concerned about your salvation and stuff. <laughs> <laughs> no, you know, I mean, we should, we should kind of take, we should pause and kind of take a second because here, here's the deal, man. Like some planners, I coach planners. Sometimes they, they don't even know what to communicate. Yeah. So I would. Well, say, what do you communicate? In the good news man, I can I communicate wins. Okay. I communicate just. I, you don't want to communicate a truckload of information. Yeah. If your newsletter is just filled with text, people are not going to read it. You know, you got to have some good white, just good white space on there. Sure. Image driven. Yep. Maybe a few captions. Mm-hmm. You know, give people wins. Be transparent in your updates. If every yep. single update you're sending out is like, man, seven thousand people came to Christ, you know, and oh, and, man. Yeah. and and every single it, it just it does a couple of things. Number one is it just begins to build pride up in your heart. Sure. Um, and, and number two, you know, you're not giving your partners a full picture of your life as a church planner. Sure. When I remember when I first got a church planner, I felt like the only people I could really be transparent with was like my mentor and pastor and my sending church. Mm-hmm. And what I've learned is, you know, I, I've grown that circle. There's, 
you know, I still go to him for, for things that only him and I need to talk about because mm-hmm. he's my mentor and pastor. Mm-hmm. But I have a circle of, of men who I can share things with and be transparent with. Mm-hmm. And even and those men are all partners. Yep. Yeah. Well, I mean, you think about Paul, right? Yeah. A couple of Paul's epistles are basically support raising letters. Yeah. You know, it's essentially what he's doing. Like Second Corinthians comes to mind where, you know, Second Corinthians chapter 8 and 9, he basically appeals to them. Uh, you know, to give to the offering that's being collected to send to Jerusalem. And yep. he's, you know, giving them reasons why, uh, you know, and um, he's, you know, one of my favorite verses, Second Corinthians 8 9, you know, uh, though he was rich, talk about Jesus, though he was rich, yet for your sake he became poor so that yeah. through his poverty you might become rich. Yeah. But in Second Corinthians, you know, in that, um, that, that letter, he also lists off like, all the sufferings yeah. that he's endured, you know, like being, being shipwrecked and being, you know, whipped with lashes and, you know, being, uh, you know, beaten with rods three times. And, you know, so Paul was real about what yeah. was going on in his ministry. Now, I do think that there's a, a point at which you can be too transparent. Like, I don't think you should just like air out your dirty laundry yeah. in your newsletter. Uh, but yeah. it's okay to be real. I remember um, probably about a year ago. Uh, maybe a little less than that. I was going through a tough time. Sure. Uh, we were, you know, our, our, we just had some, had some people, uh, you know, kind of uh, hurt us, yeah. uh, which we're going to be talking about in uh, either next episode or the one after that. Yeah. Um, we had some people hurt us and we were, you know, just didn't, weren't seeing a lot of people come to Christ. And I was personally struggling with depression and mm-hmm. uh, I just, I reached out and I was honest with yeah. our people. And I said, Hey guys, uh, here's the deal. This is what I'm going through. I need prayer. Right. I need help. And, you know, cause I knew I needed encouragement from the body. Yeah. Uh, I needed encouragement for those people. And I got that. Yeah. And, uh, they prayed for me. And actually one of our partner churches ended up connecting me to a resource that yep. was really helpful. Uh, and I'm extremely grateful. For absolutely. That. So, but, but if you don't communicate that, they don't know. Yeah, absolutely. Right? They think everything's going great, and you keep sending out, like sure. back to what we were talking about, you keep sending out these newsletters. Well, and, you know, okay, you look, if if your newsletter is always filled with like, oh, man, you know, God's at work, and we're so excited, and yeah. da-da-da-da-da, you're lying if you're a church planner, because I know that's not how you feel yeah, every single yeah. month. So, yeah. you know, like, yeah, just just be honest about it and be real with what's going on. Pray for us. We had $37.12 last Sunday's offering. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> like, so there can be too much transparency. Yeah, there right? can be. There can be. <laughs> Yeah. Offering was a little higher. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> um, I, another thing I'd say is tell stories. Yeah. Stories are so important. It worked uh, for Jesus. It worked for Jesus. Uh, stories captivate the attention of people. And I think it helps people also, uh, you know, who may, they may not be living in your area, but if you've got a partner in Texas, right, and they're hearing stories of what's going on, they feel a sense of connection yeah. uh, to what's going on and what's actually happening uh, up there. Uh, in your context and uh yeah so that's that's really important uh, and then like you said images uh, I, would just, I would just say this too like stories are mile markers man sure like you know the more stories it, you've heard me tell our you know the, the the fellowship story a million times you know you're probably tired of hearing some of them but like stories are just they they mark you know your journey yep. and when you share that with partners they feel ownership because that's what we're trying to do, right? Yep. We're trying to we're trying to transfer ownership of vision, trying to transfer ownership of of man. You know, our our sending church has this real idea: like if if the fellowships doesn't succeed, we don't succeed, and yeah. that's what you that's want, awesome. man. That's what you want. That's awesome. Yeah. Now, the only other thing that I would say is make sure you pray for your supporting mm. churches. Pray Absolutely. for your supporting churches. Um, you know, pray for the pastor there. Uh, pray that. 
um, God blesses them and yes. that they, they are fruitful and, uh, yeah. you know, that, that, that they see many people coming into uh, the kingdom. Look for ways to bless them. Yeah. You know, I mean, obviously, you know, if you've got a church that's supporting you financially and everything, they've probably got a lot more resources. Yeah. Uh, but you, you know, want them to get more so they can give you more to plant more churches. <laughs> Amen. Not, that's not where I was going. Oh, with me that. neither. I'm sorry. My bad. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> bad. But you know, like there are ways that you can, you know, bless. Them. I know. Uh, so we're taking a trip. I'm actually, you know, as we're recording this, uh, I'm leaving the house in like two hours, Jen and I, and we're gonna be flying down to Jacksonville. Uh, yeah. By the way, dude, Grace sure. Life Church in Jacksonville, Florida. Seriously, listen yeah. to this. So Matt McNaughton is the pastor down yeah. there. They started partnering with us when they were less than, I think, like a year and a half old. At right, point. right. And he actually came up here to Toronto on a vision trip, yep. and they started partnering with us. Yeah. And I just, I love that. I Absolutely. think that is such, I tell that story all the time. Absolutely. It's such a great example of being kingdom-minded. And yeah. it just goes to show you, it is never too soon to start partnering and planting yeah. churches. It's never too soon as a church plant to start giving. Uh, and so... Man, we're going down there, uh, and I'm going to be, you know, preaching this Sunday. But we're also going to be doing some training. We're doing uh, gospel conversation yep. training, like we mentioned in last week's episode with uh, No Place Left. And we're going to train all their people in evangelism, and then I'm going to take them out into the harvest uh, with me. We're going to go out and we're going to share the gospel with uh, some Jacksonville-ins, Jacksonvilleians, Jacksonvilleians, Jacksonvilleites, Jacksonvilleites. I like Jacksonvilleites. You know what, man? I- Dude, I, I know you've told me so much about Matt and yeah. what they're doing. I remember meeting them when they first came out of the Vision Tour. And, and we want to give a shout out to guys like Rick Wheeler, who's the lead strategist for the Jacksonville Baptist Association. Yeah, absolutely. Dave Tarkenton, who yep. champions this entire city. He does. The, from Jacksonville pastors there. Those guys have leveraged their relationships to bring pastors up here, young, dynamic leaders like Matt, to mm-hmm. connect with other great leaders like yourself. And so, man, they, they get what partnership is all about. Yeah, they sure do. They sure do. Yeah, well, and there's so much more that we could talk about uh, surrounding sure. this topic. And, I, and I'd also just encourage you guys that are listening, if there are you know any specific questions that you've got that we weren't able to, to cover today, uh, me and Matt love talking about this stuff. Uh, that's why we record ourselves doing it and then put it on the internet. So that's right, that on the interwebs. On the interwebs, right. Uh, because we want this to be a blessing to you. And uh, you know, so if there's any way that we can, uh, any more questions we can answer, any way that we can help you, we'd love to, to do that. So um Let's uh, let's go ahead and, and issue our marching orders. You know that's how we want to uh, end each episode. So uh, you know, Matt, I would say my marching orders for planners that are listening today would be this. I would say get out your calendar and make a list of your partners and go and put in your calendar when and how you're going to reach out to each of those partners and start yeah. making it a consistent thing uh, that you do on a regular basis. Absolutely. I would, I would say my marching orders would be go onto your social media outlets right now and honor one of your partners. Oh, that's good. Honor somebody. Like, you know, the Bible talks a lot about that, right? Honor one of your partners. Thank them. Like we've talked about some of our partners today. You know, go onto social media platforms and just thank one person and, and tell them thank you for what they're doing to help advance the kingdom in, in your context. Surprise. Get that coming out of my face. I wanted to play that one too. Hey guys. You just had to get that new one in, bro. I had, to. I had to get it in. Hey guys, thanks for listening to this week's podcast. Make sure to head over to our website, www.getinthetrenches.com, and you can find other episodes there. We're also going to be having some 
some blog posts that'll be coming out to, uh, periodically and uh, my incredible wife Jen has made that website look way better than I ever could. Shout out Jen. Shout out Jen. I, it would have been clip art. Um, if Dude, I got for, some clip art I've been saving up, man. I know, I know. I'm thankful for her. So, uh, but hey, listen guys, so we need your help getting the word out, all right? So yeah. if this has been beneficial at all to you, uh, we want this to be beneficial to as many planters, missionaries, and and ministers as possible. So uh, we'd love for you to do us a huge favor. And here it is. Go on iTunes, subscribe to the podcast, and give us a rating with a written review. Just leave a written review. Uh, by the way, five-star ratings only, please. Five-star only. Five-star only. But hey, we'd be really grateful uh, if you would do that for us. It'll help uh, kind of increase our exposure and help more people uh, have access to uh, the resources that, that we're putting out there. We'll be back with another episode next Monday. So until till then, go out there and get in the trenches, church planters.